Good morning. I'm Sandy Max, and filling in for Steve Scafidi today is Brian Noonan from WTMJ Nights, and we've had our eye on some of the one of the biggest news stories of the day, yeah. and that is the deadline for the auto workers union to decide if they're going to strike or not. And uh, right now on the Tri County Contracting Hotline, we have reporter Jeff Gilbert from WWJ, and you know the latest, Jeff. What can you tell us? Well, the latest is the clock is ticking down to that midnight Eastern time deadline, and they are talking, but last orders are not even close. And uh, if they hit the deadline, the union says it will strike strategic plants. Not everybody, just plants that it has chosen strategically to kind of start putting paint on the car makers and ratchet up as needed. And they're going to announce about two hours before the deadline what the first plants are going to be. For the first time, though, Jeff, in 25 years, the big news is the UAW is looking to strike against all three major automakers. Uh, It seems like, from what I've been watching, that every automaker is giving a a different response. You know, everybody's got their own statement. Are they all negotiating separately, or are they just releasing statements separately but negotiating as a united front? Oh, no, they don't negotiate as a united front. That would be anti-competitive, so there's no way they would be allowed to do that. Uh, They are negotiating individual. They all, you know, the union has different... uh, members who are who have made up negotiating teams with each of the companies and the UAW president Sean Fain is involved in all three but they're all separate and and, and I'm not sure where that 25 year figure you you came up with is I can't recall them ever striking all three companies at once I was I read it in one of the one of the stories I read about it uh read about it today yeah largest yeah, strike by active employees yeah, don't don't believe don't believe everything you read if, if it's on the internet unless it's on the internet. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, straighten us out. Tell me about. So obviously the UAW they're asking for more money. The reports are, and I'm going to frame everything in the reports are since I'm not in the negotiating room. Uh, they're asking for forty dollars an hour over, and that's going to increase over time, but a big jump right at first. And then what is the uh, what is the wage tier? That that part I still don't quite understand. Okay, they're asking for a 40% a 40%. Pay increase. So, and, and, and that is kind of a theoretical thing. The union came up with that 40% because they say that's how much the CEO's pay has increased over the life of the current contract. So that's where they came up with the 40%. That was kind of a you know, a, a demonstration number. But the bottom line is they want healthy wages because healthy wage increases because the car makers are, are, are making more profits. Uh, they're also looking for more time off. And, and when you talk about tiers, that is something that uh, the union allowed during the recession of 08, 09. Uh, they allowed the car makers to hire newer workers at lo- lower pay. So there were different tiers of employment. And over the last dozen years or so, they've Set up the time it takes for somebody to get to full pay, but the union wants that eliminated, and they want somebody who is hired to get full pay right away within about, you know, after a 90-day probation period or something like that, but uh, essentially right away. Talking with WWJ Detroit Auto Reporter Jeff Gilbert on the UAW and this auto industry potential strike, what are some of the expected ramifications, but what are some of those also unexpected ramifications if they do go on strike at midnight Eastern well, you know, tonight. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, anytime you have a strike, uh, it takes on a life of its own, and other other problems just can ensue. So, you know, I can't tell you what the unexpected ramifications are because we're not expecting them yet. 
<laughs> excuse me, I'm fighting a head cold today. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the things that are expected, particularly for, for the car makers, is, you know, just as inventories of vehicles at dealerships are starting to get bigger, you know, you're going to have plants not making those vehicles, so it's going to be tougher to find vehicles at dealerships. That's going to hurt the car companies. It's going to ripple through the supply chain because car companies aren't going to need supplies from suppliers, so they will likely have to, to lay off people. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see businesses impacted uh, around auto plants as well. Jeff, uh, as, we, as we look toward what could be happening, we talked about what the union wants at this point, what have you heard from what the big three are offering? Are, is, there, is there reason to be hopeful? Are they still very far apart, or is everybody keeping pretty tight-lipped? Uh, yeah, they're still very far apart. I mean, there's reason to be hopeful that at some point they'll find common ground. The car companies are, are, are offering big pay raises, but not as much as the union would like. Uh, the union also wants cost-of-living adjustments. The car companies are offering bonuses to take care of cost of living but not actual cost of living adjustments and uh, you know there are profit sharing formulas things of that nature the the workers want more time off the companies are, are offering a few more holidays but they're, they're saying that a union proposal for a 32-hour week just isn't going to happen. And the union wants certain job security provisions that the companies could find hard to hard to take, uh, you know, allowing unions to strike in the event of plant closings, things of that nature. So those are just a few of the many issues they have to work out. Was there, is there a stumbling block over pensions? Is that something that the union was trying to uh, get back in? Did that go away during the, the pandemic? Yeah, that's another big issue out there is your pensions were replaced with more of a 401k type thing. And the union wants, you know, the, the basic pension, what they call the, uh, the uh, guaranteed benefit pension uh, that they had many years ago. And, and the companies have been saying that uh, that would be extensive for them. They're willing to sweeten the 401ks, but they've yet to agree to go back to the old style pension. Okay. One last thing, Jeff, before we let you go, uh, you said they're go- they, the UAW is saying they will strike against strategic plants. Has there been any uh, release of like a formula how they're going to decide which plants are strategic and which plants are going to just you know they'll be they'll be struck against, but they won't you know be picketed. It won't be as active. Well, no. Uh, the the way it's going to work is at ten o'clock Eastern time tonight. Sean Fain, who's a UAW president will announce, and he likes to make his announcements on Facebook Live, he will announce which will be the first plants to be struck. So those plants will be struck as of midnight tonight, assuming there's no deal. And then as that happens, workers will remain working at the other plants. They'll they'll just continue on their jobs. They will only strike these certain plants. And then the union will announce after that which other plants will be added as they need to ratchet up the pressure and when that might happen. Now, the car companies will have to decide how that impacts their production schedule. If, say, for example, the union was to announce it's going to strike a certain parts plant that makes parts for another plant, then that other plant's going to end up shutting right. down as well. And this is strategic for the union because if the other plant shuts down, those workers don't have to get strike pay. They'll be on unemployment. Why is it is a matter of having to pay strike pay that they're not going to just strike everybody all at once would because to me if if the automakers are still able to make their cars 
where's the where's the leverage? I guess I'm asking. Well, this, please understand at first we're in all new territory here because we have a new UAW president, first one directly elected by members, and he was elected with a promise to do everything differently. So okay. this is all different from anything that we have seen before. And, and and the idea here is, yes, as you mentioned, if they struck every plant, 150,000 workers on strike getting $500 a week in strike pay, that's going to deplete that strike fund pretty fast. Right. But by doing this, there'll be fewer workers on strike. It'll cost the union less, and the union can say to the car companies, Hey, look, you know we've, you know we we've kind of poked you in the eye right now. Next week, if you don't give us what we want, we'll punch you in the face. <laughs> After that, we'll, you know, continue okay. on to to other areas. So that that's the whole strategy behind this. How the car makers respond? Well, obviously, it's you know less pressure on them at first, right? But maybe more in the long run. Thank you for the excellent explanation. We've been talking with WWJA Detroit auto reporter Jeff Gilbert. We know it's going to be a late night for you as you uh, keep your eye on Facebook Live and the midnight deadline. Yep. But thank you very much for Thanks calling. a lot, Jeff. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jeff. That's, this is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be rough uh, if if it happens. Peter had made a good point on the uh, talk and text line, the old National Bank talk and text line. Remember how expensive used cars got during the pandemic when you know yeah. when we're supply it's going it's going to happen again. And um, uh, I've just had to I <laughs> I backed into something, so I've got to get some body oh, no. work. But it's I had to schedule the estimate, and the soonest I can get that body work done, just that is going to be October. Yeah, it so takes, it already is Yeah, you don't just pop into the dealership and get things done. Right. In the and, past five years, like that used to be really convenient, and since twenty twenty. That's just not the way of the world. So this is just going to slow things down even more. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we asked, and I'm glad Jeff explained because it that was what was confusing to me. If we're only going to strike certain plants, you know, okay, they're they're still moving. Things are still happening. That's why I was. I'm glad we were able to get that uh, clarified because I'm like, well, if they're still working. Right. Yeah. Is that is that really enough pressure? But yeah, because most of the time when we hear about strikes and there's talks now that uh, the UW nurses are getting close, they're talking about perhaps going on strike again. Well, they all go out, Mm -hmm. and then there's a complete shutdown. When teachers go out, the whole district goes out, Mm -hmm. and so that's why it was unique. So now we're seeing that with the writer strike and SAG after strike, and uh, luckily we didn't see it with UPS. Uh, right. That strike yeah, was avoided. So uh, this is a developing story. You know the WTMJ newsroom will be on it.